Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. We're taking a break from the Living in Loserville podcast for a week. We're going to be back Monday. Let's, who are we kidding? We planned on doing it a little earlier this week. Uh, Wednesday, something came up for me. We figured there's really no point on Monday to do it. Um, so we're going to talk some good old-fashioned Vikings football Free agencies, cap casualties, restructure, trades, all sorts of stuff. We're going to talk it through. Obviously, guys like Thielen and Kendricks got cut. Harrison Smith just took a pay cut. Sounds like he's going to be here. Extensions that we got to worry about. Zadarius Smith came out, and he's basically playing insubordinate, um, which is kind of like the only thing he has right now if he, if he wants a new contract. Uh, you know, just, just release me. Uh, the Kirk Cousins thing, you know, we didn't extend it, but we did save some cap. It's kind of like a one and done potentially. It's a variety of stuff, variety of stuff. And of course, we will not leave out the local media. Okay. Because man, like a 72 hours, 96 hours later, they had this new theme about 2024 and all this magical cat money that just appeared because we cut Thielen and Kendricks. So it gave us $80 million, new money that I didn't even know we had because I hadn't gone that far on the overthecap.com. I hadn't even gone to there. I didn't even know. So apparently we're not in Camp Hell, but then we are in Camp Hell. And they're not just free night. It's not all for 2020. Okay. So we're going to get into all this stuff here on the purple rewind on the, that was like Robin Williams. RIP on the purple people eaters podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. It streams live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope dope radio. However, you don't have to go to blog talk and rope it open, download the show directly there. You can find this year Vikings pod, which usually involves some gopher football stuff too during the season, as you guys know. Uh, you can find it under the Rope Adobe Radio Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, tune in. We also have, you know, a, a Purple People Eaters page, Living in Loserville page too, on Spricker. A lot of different areas you can find this. Uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the com and Sports News 24. One more thing. Get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream the best entertainment in sports, starting with 75 live channels, and for a limited time, save $120 of the first year with any of the packages, and you buy the direct TV streaming device. No annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get premier channels included for the first three months with qualifying packages. That's direct TV stream. Sign up today. Okay. Gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host and longtime friend Aaron. How goes it, sir? We uh, we're about you know we're we're about a week into this puppy, and there's been some wheeling, there's been some dealing, uh, there's been all sorts of stuff that's been going on, man. Ah, uh, snow, 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 and daylight savings and all the other fun stuff this time of year brings. It is March, although it does feel a little bit like February, and we want to move on. Mm. Nonetheless, um, it is free agency season, um, and I have to say I'm a little surprised, Chris. I mean, what we've been asking for, I won't say we because I don't want to throw you in this boat as well, but what I've been asking for since the Spielman uh, reunion tours of Everson Griffin and 
bringing everybody and their mom back for good old family time. Um, we've started getting rid of some guys that, you know, are getting a little long in the tooth. And as much as you like them, i.e. Kendricks, you know, I've been a big fan of and you know, first we lost Barr last year, and then and then Kendricks this year was kind of a sad for me, but because I just think he's a good guy, he's a great football player, and you know I don't want to get into the loss of step thing because you know last year's defense, I don't think you can judge much from that defense. I don't think much many people knew just what the hell they were supposed to do in that defense, and yet you know it was not the 31st ranked defense. Uh, in most categories, I think it might have been in one, but nonetheless, I think it's time for new blood. And obviously, you know, these contracts to these guys, um, as they get older, seem to uh, you start to change your perspective on them a little bit when they age. Um, so, you know, as much as you liked that era, I guess you could say, of Viking football or that good way to put it, or that window um with Thielen, uh you know kendricks the number one defense guys bar uh who else Xavier Rhodes, hunter these guys that iteration of vikings um i think it's time to, to try to get something new going here and a lot of new younger players need to be integrated in here and i really think chris uh just to kind of go further on that point um you know you want to call last year year zero with these guys, um, with Quasey and, and Kevin My O'Connell. Defense. Yeah, because they come into a situation and I think it's starting to rear its head, um, with the contracts and Spielman's work here. And, you know, I was never that critical of Spielman because I kind of got towards the end. I was because it just guys were, you know, returning and it, same old faces and some guys, you know, Shamar Stefan and those guys, you're like, what the hell are they doing on this team again? And, uh, you know, so I'm not going to say it's clean house because it's not really clean house. And we can go back no. to the competitive rebuild thing. Um, but I really think it's more of a, you know, more of a cleaning the books a little bit and rearranging the furniture and getting rid of some old stuff. Spring cleaning might be a good way of putting it. Um, it's just kind of you need to see some new blood. And I think they're starting to work in that direction. Yeah. And, uh, you know. It's honestly, it's not necessarily the free agent stuff because there are some examples of what, like you said, bringing, you know, certain guys back. The Griff thing, I think we've had debates about that. I do disagree with that because it was under a million dollars and he got like six and a half sacks. But you're right about just, you know, sometimes it happens, dude. You know, I don't think it's been the cutting thing, though, because the three, uh, the three, uh, secondary guys out of four starters we let go that year. Um, it's been kind of slowly but surely with that. Where I think the issue is, and the biggest thing I, I have with Spielman, honestly, is the drafting on defense and, and drafting interior linemen. I think that's the biggest. I mean, when you look at defensive guys in the last few years, and just the draft in general, not to just put it on defense, because, you know, the last two years Zimmer was here, they, they didn't have Hunter. They didn't have a bunch of guys on D. A lot of injuries. And that always kind of sucked for Zimmer. Not to just get at least somewhat healthy year there where you got your, your horses. I always thought that kind of sucked. But I'm with you as far as wasn't overly critical with Spielman. Now that we're here, it's like it's not the contracts for me. Because if you look around the league, you know, in, in the amount of dead money some people have, it, 
I don't know. Uh, people kind of get tied up in just our team. But I, I honestly, like, some of these drafts, now some of them hit, no doubt. I mean, hitting Jefferson was great, but we didn't move up, you know, and, and take him as a second receiver or something like that. Fell to us. So, I, honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, some of the drafting where you're like, who is still on this team from those drafts? And obviously we had a lot of fun with those, you know, 13 different seventh rounders and all that. No, let's move back again. You know, do you have seven rounders next year? Um, and all that. That's a good stuff. point, Chris, to interrupt because, and that's a good point. Um, because I heard somewhere 65, I can't remember what years, but oh, 65 draft picks and something like, I want to say seven or eight were actually number. still rostered players. Scary number. Uh, so you made yeah, we changed systems and all that. Sure, you can put that into the formula. But, I mean, you know, I didn't totally realize it. We did talk about sometimes where it's, God, this is kind of iffy, man. They took all those. I don't know, you know. But now that we're here, you're like, golly, that, that is a lot of fucking people that's not on our team uh, for a variety of reasons, of course. But I think that's my biggest um, thing that I had with them because, um, you know, of course he's the GM, so the cap means a lot to him. But you know, we got a guy for the cap too, and it, and it, you know, and you didn't say this, but a lot of the local media, the, the, you know, the cap hell and all that, we've, you know, gone over that a million times uh, responsibly, unlike the the local media, and um, and and that's why it's so funny. We'll get into that later in the rant, but. You know, the Kendricks thing, you know, seeing him in 2021, and like you said, we can't judge too heavy because what the fuck was – besides the Darius, who the hell – like, I know Peterson, he's a vet. He knew his role, and Zadarius knew that he could just freelance, but you're right. It was like people are out of their comfort zone. When put in their comfort zone, there was a – it seemed like there was a little spark. Um, so it, it, I'm not – the Kendricks thing just came down to sure age, no doubt. He's not as fast as he was when he was 24, but he hadn't fallen off that year. He didn't fell off, fall off the year before. He did. No matter what fucking people were saying, go go look at that shit, dude. It wasn't nearly as bad. But it, when you whenever you're you know your dead money's not much and you got cap savings in that age, and you have a youngster who's fast and you know a guy that looks like he can, might be able to take over the position at some point. That's just a cap casualty, whereas Thielen, to me, is not a cap casualty. One, you know, we probably wanted to trade him, but there's no way. His cap number was going to be 12th in the league for wide receivers. And we said this, you know, on the outro for the last episode we did after the season was done, and it's like if he doesn't take a a significant pay cut, i.e. Harrison Smith, who go look at, you know, look at what he took then there's no way Thielen's going to be on the team. So that one hurt just because of the, the dead money. Um, that's the only thing that hurt there. He obviously wants a different role, and we're like, okay, cool. Maybe the system wasn't great for him. Maybe the the fact that we ran the ball more and we were able to play action and maybe certain you know members of the defense had to bite for that and that got him more open. I don't know, but when you – the eye test in the analytics match up that he was not as open as he had been in the past, which is crazy because we haven't had a wide receiver since Moss that drew this much, you know, stuff. I mean, I love Diggs, but he didn't draw this kind of crazy coverage. So that's what kind of was like, damn, dude, Thielen, why aren't you getting bigger plays? I just don't get it, the yards after the catch. So that one doesn't really hurt. 
I am glad Harrison Smith is going to be around for at least a year. Um, but, yeah, there's a variety of stuff like that. Like you said, moving on from some guys. We'll be bringing a guy like Duke Shelley back. If the price is right, we did uh, get rid of uh, Cam Danzler, which was a little bit of a surprise, but just, you know, based off the money. Uh, but then again, it didn't cost as much. We just talked about it, uh, you know, before we hit record. And it was like 230000 or something, 223 or something. So the dead money definitely didn't hurt us. I guess we got more money out of it. Pat P. leaving, to me, that came down to an extra year uh, from the sounds of the reporting that we weren't willing to give him an extra year. So that would have been our third one-year deal. So I see why he's uh, gone. You know, and, and I love what he did, did here for the, the locker room. And he played good on the field. So, you know, I, I wanted to have Pat P. back, but I get it. It's a business. Tomlinson, um, I, I wanted him back at a certain price, not four years, $50 million. Uh That was – crazy he's a good solid player but you know with Tonga there um we didn't see some kind of crazy drop off when he was gone we saw a little but then it's not like when he came back it was like oh shit we're back you know so that one kind of surprised me I, I liked uh you know Chris Reed uh that Ross Blacklock Hicks Hicks took a little less you know little cat money to, to stay here so all in all I kind of like what we've done. Now, we'll talk into this Darius stuff. We'll talk about the cousin stuff, cook, hunter, trade, and all that. But overall, man, I, you know, like you said, it's a business. Things got to go. But I think that really, that feeling, especially that it's that big of a, a dead cap hit, that I, I'm right there with you as far as turning the page because that kind of proves it right there. Yeah, feeling he, you know, I think if you want to talk losing a step and, over any of these players that have moved on. Um, yes. I think that's the one. And I don't think it's necessarily age. I think it's accumulation of of injuries with him. I mean, hips and knees and ankles and hammies. all that good stuff. Hammies. Yep. You know, he got just riddled every year with, with, with injuries. And, you know, I know a lot of people sad to see him go, but like you said, at, at the number he was at and, he really wasn't able to get open last year. And that's really saying a lot with what you said, uh, Jefferson was drawing and we really anticipated that, you know, I think midway in the season, you and I were like, all right, so they're going to double and bracket Jefferson. This is where Thielen's going to step up. You're going to get KJ involved and just never really seemed to materialize, uh, through Thielen. And then Hawkinson came in and kind of picked up the slack a little bit there. But, you know, I just think it was time to do that. Sadly, time for Kendricks to go. I thought they were going to get rid of Hicks. Uh, bringing him back, I think is good for veteran leadership. Um, although Kendricks could have done that, but not at his money, you know, that it's just too easy to get rid of him. Like we talked about, it's just, you just had to kind of do it because of the cap savings and the way his contract was structured. It just was like, all right, dude, you know, the writing was on the wall for him. And I think he kind of saw it. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, Tomlinson a little bit because, you know, this team for the last, and I think for the end of Zimmer's tenure and even last year, we've just had a real problem with defense alignment. I know we thought we had it fixed with, with old boy who played for one season and yeah. Pierce, uh, and then, and then Pierce, we got Tomlinson. Yeah. And then we got and even remember Floyd and we had him. Yep. He got hurt. Yep. And it's just kind of been a dearth there at, at that position. And obviously they're going to have to address it this off season um, with some probably draft capital unless they can get, I know they signed what's his name from the Packers, Dean Lowry. I mean, that's a good rotation guy you can throw in there. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, that's probably what it's going to be a lot of, especially if you're going to have young pieces in there. But, uh, you know, at that point, when, when Tomlinson comes to you with the contract he got, you just have to be like, great, you know, just congratulations. Um, we wish you the best. Uh, you're going to have to take that because, uh, we're not going to give you that. And, you know, he kind of nailed it. He's not great. He's good. You know, he's solid. Um, but I think you could replace it. Tonga is a guy that I won't say he'll replace him, but on a rotation wise, you can do that. Um, so, you know, that was another one for me. I thought the Dantzler thing, Chris, I really, it's really hard to say because it's not like the kid's got no potential. It's not like he's, you know, uh, old. It's not like his contract was a hindrance. So it has to be something else. You can speculate whether that's his attitude or, or whatever it is that you think yeah. it might be, but they found it might be better to just let him go. And that's what they did. And so that was a little bit surprising. I thought the Bradbury resigning was a surprise as well, just because I thought, you know, you didn't pick up his fifth year option and now, you know, you sign him at a good price and that's probably, you know, he made it real easy for them to resign him, I guess at, at that price. And, you know, why not? Even if he materializes as a depth player, which I don't think they're going to, they're thinking of that for him off the start, but um, let's say you draft a, a John Michael Schmitz or, or, or Titman right. from Wisconsin or something, and, and and he beats him out. Well, you still got a really good depth center there that that you can work with. So I'm, you know, when I'm upset about it, just a little shocked. And then, uh, you know, losing Pat P, I thought that's probably uh, good. He's going to have to. I don't think he's going to be great in, in man press coverage anymore at his age. Uh, I think we saw that week one against the Packers, uh, although the kid didn't catch the ball. I was um, going to say he, he didn't <laughs> catch the ball the rest of the game, but yeah, other than yeah. that. He hurt his confidence for six weeks, but, you know, other than that. So I'm with you in a nutshell. I'm a little surprised in a good way because I just never thought I'd see the day that this this would come around for this franchise where it's like, you know, fairly reasonable business decisions not clouded by uh, emotion or nostalgia. You know, I think that was a lot of Spielman's thing there where it's like, ah, you know, it just seemed like he had this whole family atmosphere thing and, you know, oh, sure, we'll bring you back, but you got to play good. You promise me, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, all right, dude, here's the, you know, here's the, where the rubber meets the road. This is a business and you can make it as, you know, comfy as you want to make it, but in the end it's got to be business. And I really think that's what I'm most impressed with so far in free agency is that it, it is been shrewd, for the most part, shrewd business decisions that make sense. And you go, okay, even the ones you disagree with, you can go, uh, yeah, but I get why they did that. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. We're, we're real cool to you until you leave the building, you, you change your fucking code, you're not getting back in. Okay. So we're real cool. Once you're in here, we're real cool to you. We win all the awards for the best place, the family atmosphere, but get the fuck out of here. You know, that's basically what we are now. Um, which, you know, that's what you're supposed to be. Um, but, yeah, I, I would definitely, you know, I really think the Spielman thing is, is just as much of what you're saying is also the draft, too. I, I just – we'll see. And that's something we can't really – you know, it's going to be funky. <laughs> you know, we'll see where we're at this year with the amount, you know, if we pick some more picks up or yada, yada, yada. Um, now, a couple of – oh, let's go through some of the other free agency. Bradbury, just because of the price, I really like it. I'm not sure – if they just said, look, we're not going to have you take on that dude every freaking down like the other people uh, because you're going to get steamrolled. So whatever it was, 
I have no clue. I'm not going to act like, you know, X's and O's, uh, I'll touch upon it here and there, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, in that scheme, what they did was, I, I don't know, but what I did know is he wasn't getting on his ass as much. That's what I do know. Um, so for that that deal especially, it's it seemed like, you know, he took a, a little less to be here, maybe. Three-year deal, so it's not there. Like you said, maybe in by next year we get a, a rookie and next year he gets played out, or maybe that third year he's out, you know, whatever. So I, I think you, you hit it there. That Marcus Davenport, We'll get into Zedarius in a second. I think that's a must with Zedarius just, just for one year. So it's kind of like the guy um, has a lot of potential. He, he's definitely produced, but it has been some injuries. So um, I like it just because it's a one-year deal, and it's not freaking anybody out. Um, like you said, the, the good backup stuff that we got to, um, you know, with the backup offensive lineman and all that. I like Nick Mullins coming back again. Guy like Ellison, who if you need you know to play, you can play. Um, the Byron Murphy Jr. Another seven coming here, so he's got his number figured out. I do like that. I think that's probably a you know from the looks of it anyway. It does seem like fit wise there. And one thing that stood out to me that a lot of people freaked out about right away was that Josh Oliver. And to me, you know, throughout the year we were like, okay, well we, you know how we asked to pass way more. <laughs> Well, you, you guys are passing maybe too much, and um, they were very – they just didn't do a lot of two tight end sets, and it felt like our run blocking struggled off of that as well. And the fact that – I think I said this earlier. I can't remember because we talked so much off air too, where it's like I think people kind of just get locked in on the two tight end, and we're just going to do play. It's going to be the same system that we did a couple years ago. It's like, no, dude, you – how you know – we just didn't have many guys you could split out, per se, um, all the time. And, and TJ's a guy you could look like a two-tight end set, and then, bam, he's out on the third wide receiver set. And, and he can, then both of them can run routes. And, you know, this Josh Oliver, one of the best blocking tight ends in the league, and he has some hands. Now, I know that he put 15 pounds on and all that, so I don't know if he's going to still be able to run the – the four six one that he ran at the combine, but even in the four, five four six is still pretty fast. So that not only do I like the signing, I that kind of tells me where they're going, and that's where I wanted them to go. Um, we saw how short yardage. We saw just it's just kind of like it's kind of like a whole picture of hey, if you're going to stay in these coverages, we're going to make you pay. Again. Whether it's short passing to a tight end that's just wide open or running the ball. So we got to run the ball a little bit more. We're not asking for being fourth in the league in carries, um, but maybe ninth in pass attempts instead of fourth, you know, and, and kind of even it out a little bit, not 50-50. But I really like that. And on top of that, to have Matson come back at that deal, I'm surprised we were able to bring him back too. On the Oliver issue, it's you know also the 12 personnel and, and the two tight ends. It's playing to Kirk's strengths. Let's not forget that he's one of the best uh, play-action quarterbacks in the league. And to just deny that and to go, okay, well, I'm going to run the funky Ram system and all that stuff. You can try it. You can do it. You can put elements in it. But don't you want to kind of go with what a guy does best? And and that's what he does best is play-action rooted. You can dress it up however you want to dress it up, but as long as he's you know, in play action, you're going to get two tight ends. Uh, you need a blocking tight end. I think that's if you want to get the best out of Hawkinson, 
I mean, obviously he's not the greatest blocker. He's not terrible. That's a good I mean, point he's too. better than Rudolph. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's it, you know? Um, and it doesn't, I mean, I, I, it's hard to realize. I think when you really think about it, uh, we ran a little less than, than we are used to because of obviously, uh, the change in, in offensive philosophies, but, I don't think it's like you said. I mean, people are saying we're going to we pack it in. The so we, we were going to. We were 16th last year. We were 27 this year. Yeah. So we took a big step back running. Yeah, but I mean, to me, it didn't seem that obvious from the eye test. So I thought the flow of the play calling was okay. But when you look at it, like you said, the big drop in the run game, obviously that's probably going to come up. Um, and he, I mean, I think it should. Uh, you, especially. Now, how much of that, Chris, is, you know, being in these one-score games, got to throw the ball a little bit, and maybe you can snuff out a couple games by running the football. But a lot of that was kind of how the season went. A lot of it went. was short yardage, though. Remember, that remember was a times huge problem. About that stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I just think he stayed away from it because he's like, well, I just don't, I don't trust what I, we can do in there. Yeah. And that's offensive line issue, too, as well. But um, I, I like the Murphy signing. I think that's great. You needed a a not so young corner, some guy with experience there. Um, so that, I think that was a, a big plus there. Uh, and then a lot of guys, I think it seemed to be like depth guys. There's not guys coming in that are going to be uh, starters to date. Anyway, I think they're probably going to look for a receiver somewhere there. That'll be a, a four or a two or depending on the guy they get. Um, sure. But I mean, all the signings make sense to me. Uh, not only for this season, but going forward now, and they're short-term contracts, so they're all kind of prove-it deals, uh, in yeah. a sense. And that's yeah, smart. Yeah, besides Oliver, know. right? I think his is three. Is Murphy three or two? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. A lot of these guys are just one and done or two and nothing. Yeah, crazy. see what they got. If you want to re-sign mm-hmm. them, re-sign them. Um, right. But you're not, you're not, you're not stuck to them. Um, and it's been a while, I guess, since we had a free agent here where we thought, maybe not, you could refresh my memory that we actually were like, ah, we signed this guy, he sucks, and we're stuck with him for a few years. Um, but nonetheless, you have to, uh, I think you just have to like the direction. It feels like we're resetting the window of opportunity here in a, a positive way with young players. And, you know, I, I, there's a lot of emotion. I noticed, uh, with Thielen cut and Kendrick's gone and all these guys gone and, it's like, all right, everybody's, what are you doing, Quasi? You're breaking up the team. And he's like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's doing because it is a five-year window with these guys. We won one playoff game, I think, was one. Can't say that, no, because if you go back with those guys, you go to NFC Champions game, all that stuff. So, But you, you, I think you're out of opportunities there. I think you got the best out of them last year. Time to get to something else. And, of course, that's not going to be an overnight process. So don't, you know. I'm just getting ready for the, all the Kwesi bashing that's going to happen in this year. And it's just, it's going to be unbearable, but you just kind of have to stick through it because I think they're just retooling the roster. And that's going to take two to three years to get even to a point where, you know, you're starting to think you have another shot at a, a deep playoff run or the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, before that, just opening another longer window. I don't know if we'll ever feel like we're going to get to the Super Bowl. Because how many times have we felt that way? Not many, unfortunately. Uh, but back to what you said about Dean Lowry. I, I think that Dean Lowry duty, he, you know, he's had a little injury or whatever, but 
um, the bang for your buck, and, and he, as far as like, you know, the thing about Tomlinson for how big he was, he did, he was pretty good at pressuring. We know that the interior pressure is something that, even with him being okay at it, it, it just wasn't enough on third downs, and or just on passing downs, whatever. And you know, this guy's just did pretty much right in the same ballpark. So it is, like you said, either rotation or maybe that, you know, it would be Tonga and him just rotating. So I feel comfortable about that. But I also think, okay, so are they going to draft an interior defensive lineman that we're going to ask to pass rush right away and then we'll figure out if we could turn him into an every everyday guy or every down guy. Um, that That's kind of where I'm at with that because it still doesn't, you know, address that. Um, the need for the interior office alignment to actually get some some fucking pressure, you know, that, that that especially when you have edges like we do, even if, you know, the Zedarius thing goes south or whatever. And speaking of, Zedarius did ask for his release. Um my guess is they their agents, you know, they they, they talked and they said, nah, dude, we're maybe he wanted too much guarantee money all of a sudden or whatever. I don't know, but I'm assuming they said we're good. Or we'll do a little, but we're not going to do as much as you say. Maybe they're doing that right now. Maybe they're just setting up a trade. The fact that uh, the Marcus Davenport thing came pretty quick after that kind of lends itself to trading. The contract's very tradable, that's for sure, because there's not a ton of guarantee in it. So, um, you know, I get it from a player's perspective. That is literally his only standing ground is just to be insubordinate and just – hurt our trade value that's what they're going for there with the agent and it's not just the player it's the agent too of course but um you know so i kind of get it from that angle but in the same breath fire your agent dude because he had you sign in a three-year deal then if you were not going to be happy with it the next year like i understand the guarantee money especially in football obviously but to me it's like i like the situation we're in because and that's why i like this deal because i, I believe that he's either solid it you know, if he could get past that back surgery thing. And we know that he got banged up last year midway, but he still was able to get pressure. He didn't, you know, find a home all the time with it like he was when he was healthy. But I'm not really keen on the way he did it. Um, just the insubordinate thing. Like, yeah, peace out. Here's a picture later, guys. Take it easy, man. Thank you. It's like, well, you, hold on. You didn't, we didn't even cut you yet, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming they're trying to make a trade. Otherwise, they probably would have just cut him. They may end up cutting him, and then maybe there's an outside chance, although very little percent, that they're like, okay, we'll budge a little bit more, but you got to meet us here because if not, we're not going to give you all this guaranteed money now, all of a sudden new money. We just gave you a three-year deal when only a handful of teams are willing to give you a longer deal, and he chose here. So that one kind of – I can't say I'm surprised because he did have a good year and he showed his value, but – and he's, you know, he's 31 or whatever, so, of course, you know, you're like, shit, dude, if I could get some guaranteed money the next two years, I'd be a lot happier and feel better about it because then he knows he's going to get cut if he gets hurt this year, and, you know, maybe that'll be a problem trying to sign on. And so, I don't know, that that one, I wasn't shocked, but it's just like, ugh. But also, so the Marcus Davenport, right, Hunter, and then the two young dudes we have, too. So it's kind of like, well, dude, I can't see all five of those uh, edge rushers um, being on the team. 
I agree. There is young talent there uh, with Patrick Jones, DJ Wanham, to say the first two, and then you got Daniil and Zadarius, and so you can lose somebody there. But you know, Zadarius is posturing. It's hard to really tell which way that's going to go. My suspicion is that after that posturing, because if he wouldn't have done that, you know, put the whole thing on social media and done the thing, you would probably think, okay, well, they're probably planning on working out a deal with Sedarius, you know, or something, because he's under a deal, so they're not going to work out anything. Yeah, right. Think he'll be back, you know. Here next year, yeah, exactly. So it wouldn't even be a thing, but he put it out to posture out whatever he wants the outcome to be. So obviously it puts them in a position where they trade or cut and – Right. Uh, if he's not going to come back, you know, and you don't want to, you know, disgruntled, but at the same time, I mean, maybe you just, I don't know, maybe eat it, but I doubt it. So, you know, you got to think you're trading him, right? And, you know, so take that farther. What do you think you can get for him? And you're not going to get anything huge, but maybe you can get a little something in the draft or maybe a future sure. pick somewhere, you know, just to, to get him out of there. But to just lose him in, by a cut probably isn't going to do anything, but save you a little bit of cap money or whatever. And I, I just don't think, you know, whatever his disgruntledness is um, probably not worth going forward with him. And with the, you know, like you said, we're stacked at the position. I know Daniil's up for an extension or, or, or something with his contract. We'll talk about that sure. a little bit, but um, you know, whatever way that works out will depend on what you do with the other two. And obviously, you know, it's a good problem to have with that many players there. I think different guys fit different roles a little bit, but you know, I think we're going base three, four here. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess, uh, Flores well, we want to be versatile. We want to be versatile. <laughs> um, Flores said it depends on who we're playing, um, yeah, yeah. which leads to, you know, Hey, that's cool. But so I like that answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really don't like Daniil too much in the in the three four unless you find a way to squeeze him in as some sort of pass rusher uh, on the outside. I didn't like him out outside linebacker. I thought, no, again, what do we judge from last year? So let's take that with a grain of salt. But um, I thought he's better yeah. off with his hand on the ground and, and rushing the passer. And so maybe he doesn't fit into what they do with him. You know, that's going to be the next real major domino, don't you think, Chris? Is what they do with you know with his contract? Yeah, took it. Both of those guys, what they do with those contracts, because they're they're tra- they're tradable guys. I think you could get something, fifth, sixth round for Cook, second, third for Hunter. Um, maybe a team that's really hungry or has a lot of draft capital might give up a first this year or next year. Um, but it, then again, you I'd know, be shocked at that. I'd be shocked at a first, but I don't think I'd be shocked if they traded Hunter. Uh, right for, to get you know, something. Right. And I'm, I think we talked a little bit off air too about, I'm fine either way with it. You extend him, give him a, something he's happy to play on. I think I'm fine with that. Uh, he's 29. So you're in the later part of his prime. He's still in it. Um, and he had a couple seasons off there with injuries. Yeah. His legs and, got some rest. <laughs> yeah. And then Not Cook, you know, Cook is more of a talker, Chris, because it's like, okay, you sign Madison, uh, I, I agree with that. That's good. I would have hate to see him lose or hate to see us lose him. But then where does that put Cook? Uh, you know some of the contract specificity that I don't really know. But it appears that you're fine to keep them both for next season. Um, it's not going to break the bank. And I think you're better off losing him in 2024 due to the cap hit, from my understanding. I don't think 
Cook would be happy, especially if they plan to split time. But if Cook's still getting the lead carries, I don't think right. he'd have any problem with that. Uh, I guess my speculation is with the, the reason why we haven't seen movement on either of those guys, and it, this could be proved wrong tomorrow or in the next 20 minutes, but it I really think right now. it could be right now. But uh, I really think they're saving some pieces to acquire draft capital because we have four sure. picks. And that would include, I think, Zadarius, Cook, and then possibly Hunter. But I, you know, it's hard to tell with Neil because three has options. Maybe not all three. It's you know with Neil, it's him and Harry, and that's the, that's who's left of that of that defense. And those guys are pretty close. All of those guys got pretty close over all the years they had with Zimmer. And it's like, well. Yeah, I wouldn't blame Daniil for saying I want to move on with everybody else, and obviously Harry took a nice deal to stay. And uh, I just don't really know what to, what to think of that. I would, if I put my preference in it, I would say I'd probably want to keep Daniil for another couple seasons. But if you can move uh, him and, and get get a second and a fifth or something, uh, I mean that also has value, especially in the state we are with the draft. Uh, so I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be that upset about it but um but as far as cook and zadarius go i think you can try to move those guys and pick up something in a a, you know pick switch or something it just running back at that age with uh, his shoulder situation is not gonna you're not gonna yield what a lot of these people on the internet think you're gonna get for cook and then you know it with zadarius forcing the trade that's obviously gonna diminish the trade value there so you're not gonna get anything great for him either but you know, you would get something. Yeah. Um, and just looking at Cook, to me, it, it just makes sense. Um, like, out of the keep I would keep them because you're, you're only getting you – know, you have more dead cap by, like, two-point-something mil than you do freeing up uh, cap money. And then the kicker is next year he's on the cap number for 15.6. 12.5 would be the cap savings and only 3.1 dead cap next year. And then there, that's where Matson's contract goes up a little bit for cap money anyway. So it, and then what we also got, you know, chilling too. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a perfect leeway, but you know, if, if people are going to, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know if that number is going to work out for too many teams for a running back. Um, we just saw the Cowboys. Now they're in a different scenario. Everyone's in a different scenario, but you know, I I, I think we're going to keep Cook, especially you know with that running thing they're talking about a little bit more. It seems uh, I shouldn't say they're talking about it, but they're uh, showing uh, their hand to an extent. I just don't see Zadarius on the squad. You know, maybe um, I don't know if we weren't going to get anything for him. Wouldn't he already be cut? You know, maybe I'm wrong by saying that. And I think they are going to extend uh, Hunter for a few years in there. I think Hunter, you could probably get the most from out of those three just because, you know, he's uh, at a peak player. He's a damn good player. Um, But I would keep him. So I I would probably get rid of Zedarius. If you could could get rid of him, that would be fine. Um, You get a little money, and then, you know, obviously he – he wants, you know, I wouldn't give him another brand new deal when we just gave him a new deal. It's just like, fire your agent and do that's not on us. 
Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with with what you said. My only contingency there would be: Does Hunter does Hunter fit the system? Now, no, you're you know? right. Yeah, I mean, we and saw when his, you know, no, yeah, we don't what know. System is it right? Yeah, yeah we don't right. know what Flores is gonna do. Because um, when we, we started putting it's his gonna hand be... in the dirt, you know, at the, yeah. like the last seven games or whatever, all of a sudden he popped off. You know, <laughs> so yeah. So, I mean, that would be my only – if he's not going to – I mean, Daniel will know whether he's going to fit the system or not, and he'll probably like make his like said, decision gonna, on that. If you're going to be fourth in, in passing attempts, then you probably shouldn't be paying Cook that. Yeah. But he, I don't think he's lost a step. But if you're going to do that, but it, it does look like they want to balance it out. Two years ago, we were 14th in passing attempts and, like, 16th in running. We were damn near 50-50. Uh, young – the young skipper on offense, he actually did throw the ball more, like a significant amount of more than Daddy. But Daddy took more risk down the field, and that's that was like uh, I, I kind of like that. But anyway, that neither neither of these guys are here, so I'll stop talking about that. But uh, now extending, right? We'll get to some other stuff. Um, needs still around uh, that type of thing, but TJ can be up for an extension and then Justin Jefferson up for extension. I would extend them both um, because of something every year that the cap came and, you know, a lot of the local media was screaming cap hell. We would always go to over the cap.com and go to just like this year, 2003, 2004, 2005. What are we looking at? What's on the roster? How much money do we have? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So, when we talk about, well, this is going to hit, that's going to hit, I don't know about this. To me, it's like by the time 2025 hits, I mean, an estimated, and it's not just a guesstimation. It's an estimation on this website um, because the reason why I say it's not exact because nobody knows the cap number yet. Every year it's different. That's where the TV money kicks in. But we have in 2025, we have a but at least $180 million available. We, we don't even want to talk. I mean, there's, it's almost – it's like 270. I mean, I'm sure we'll sign some people. Let's just call it $250 million in 2026. So next year, right as it speak, as we speak, it's around 70. Now, you know, uh, the, cap, the Harrison Smith money hasn't hit the books yet, so we don't know exactly – like it hasn't been officially announced, I should say. It's in the books. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. But we, we don't know his number. No, the reason why I bring that up, because if you look at his cap number next year, it says 19, you know, points – or wait, yeah, 19.2, but 11.3 is the cap savings, so there's not that much dead money. Now, did are they just – we don't know what that's going to look like, but my point is it could be $80 million next year. It could be a little more. It could be a little less. The point is we were never in cap hell, but – we're now not in cap hell. <laughs> we're not. We have a lot of cap room. So if you're willing to, let's say this year, if you if you combine Thielen, Tomlinson, and Kendricks, which is it's just short of two million in dead money, so it's no big deal. But thirteen point five million for Thielen and seven point five million for uh, Tomlinson. That number is like probably four million short of what the Cousins thing is next year. So if you were happy to do this, then 
then we gotta we gotta balance this out, and we'll get into the cousins thing last because we gotta talk about it. One and two, that's where the the media thing will come in there. So extend. I'm in favor of extending TJ and extending Jeffrey. I'm in favor of extending both of them as well, but I also have this weird take that I've been putting out, and it's gotten a lot of uh, feedback, and I'll get, you know, I don't want to start a whole thing here, but, you know, if you're trying to rebuild here and you need capital, and you obviously we've said the other pieces that are movable are not, uh, you're not going to get a lot for um I put out the idea of trading Jefferson. I know everybody slow down. Stop throwing rocks at me. Um, and to a, to acquire, because I think you could get, now everybody think you're going to want three ones, and you're not going to get that. Um, my theory is well, that. Go there. Yeah. My theory is, is that you, you can get production from wide receivers you don't necessarily need the best one um and if you can move your his value is never going to be higher with two years remaining on his rookie deal and the season he had last year and so my theory bases around the idea that it's better to profit from his value than pay for it um it's kind of a luxury to have him now don't get me wrong, i love justin jefferson it's fun to watch Please don't, you know, come at me with the, with the, you know, well, you're stupid, man. He's the best. Yeah, he is very, very good. The coverage probably is the, the key. Probably that, that's the That's not a run player. of the mill, right? Right. The coverages, what he does, drop coverage yeah. like that. But if you can take advantage of it with something else, I mean, that's, that's another issue, but that's not. Nonetheless, so I did put that out there, and, you know, I found a few people that agreed with, with that, especially if you are trying to open a new window or to extend whatever window that you have um obviously do i think that will happen probably not they will extend him and i'm 100 percent fine with that but i would like the idea explored at least of moving him or at least put him out there to see what you could get in a trade because i think if you got enough and by enough i mean geez it's hard to say but i would say at least a first and some other picks yeah yeah at you know, very minimum. Um, but I, I would go. We I were able two, to get a first for Diggies. I mean, Jefferson yeah, I at this age is way better. Two firsts would be really. I mean, if you could get that, uh, you know, I just don't think you would get that. But um, if you could, yeah, and three obviously would be. But people think you're going to get a king's ransom for it, and I, I just don't think you are because somebody's going to have to pay him at some point. So nonetheless, that was what I threw out there, and and I like it now. In reality, or, or what's probably going to happen is you're going to extend a Cousins, you're, or not Cousins, you're going to extend Jefferson, and you're going to extend TJ, and most likely Hunter. And I, I'm fine with all three of those things. Now, I did see what you put out there, because you were really putting that shit out there. Um, I thought you did a good job at that, actually. Very good job. Um, the only problem I had with what you were saying is – not this year. Now, I understand the lack of picks this year. I do get that. And that, that lines up. But, so I get, I get why you do it this year. Um, I, I, I think when you have a deal, a long-term deal with someone, it, it's easier to trade them. 
but I but I but I'm willing to meet you halfway on I get what you're saying. He's coming off a great year, he's healthy, all that stuff. Um because the longer you go, the longer a team waits, the more money it's gonna be. That's just how it goes. But he's not there's not too many guys in this league that they attack with that kind of coverage. And we've had some dandies over the years. So we, we do have some experience with that. And I remember late 2020, we documented it on the show. We were like, holy shit, they're getting out of the box, dude. <laughs> they're out of the box right now. And right now they're out of date for like a long time now. And that's what I was a little angry with not running a little more last year because they're out of the fucking box, you know. So, which is just the opposite of what we had before. Even with a stud like Diggs, they were still in the box. So, like on average, of course, not when, you know, someone's torching someone. Yeah, it's a little different. But the thing is, I wouldn't, if you're going to trade JJ, I wouldn't do it this year because you don't know who has the first round pick. You don't know, and not that they're going to hang with it because obviously, what you didn't talk about was the number one quarterback next year. You did in that little thing, like yeah, I was going to lead it as an example. That was you my next. Say, uh, that was my next thing I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, all in an effort to get the next quarterback and uh, quickly just to not play around and go get the guy. And I think the guy, barring injury, is Caleb Williams out of USC. And if you everybody. have to do what you got to do to get the guy. You're going to need something to go get him with and go on. Well, in those go get are in the future as well. We just saw that with the number one pick given away this year, too. You know, so it's both. It's both. But I would like to know who's got the first pick. You know, I think that's valuable. I'd like to know who's in the top ten. Maybe you could sneak up there and then do the rest for the future. And also, when you're going to bring in a young QB to get rid of Jeff, to me, that in a passing league, yes, I do want to run a little more, but in a passing league, if you're going to bring in, like, I definitely don't want to put all, like, I think it's, a, the way you can't run a team is putting it all in one basket, right? All your eggs in one basket. We're going to get that. Because you just don't know. Because some teams will just fucking go crazy overpay. And we could say, hey, why didn't you overpay? Well, you know. I mean, there is a there is a limit because the guy hasn't even played it down yet. I think he's going to be a stud, too. I think he's generational. But to me, when you got the rookie contract, and once again, when you do a long-term deal, you can tweak with the cap a lot better. You know, Ziggy money, Ziggy money, put that in Jefferson's pocket. It doesn't all have to just go crazy on the cap every single solitary year. So you got the rookie year deal. You got that. I think you could accomplish it. Not just off that, but yes, it would give us a lot more ammo. But doing it this year when he's not even in the draft, to me, that's where I, I would push back. I'm I'm all for improving the team, the future now. I think we literally are, and a lot of people make fun of it or whatever, but this we are doing a p- competitive rebuild. We, we, I think it's been proved. These lot, last year and this year, I think it's proof positive. They actually mean what they said on that. We're seeing a blend of both. So to me... The biggest thing is you don't know who's got the pick. And I just, I'd like to know before I trade Jefferson what that team's looking for, you know, because we tried to go up and get the Bears quarterback, the Patriots, a couple other teams did, and we're like, oh, we're, we're going to go back. I mean, the Bears went up to get it too. But, like, we were one of those four teams that were trying to get it, and it was like, oh, you know. 
So and I'm not trying to compare quarterbacks. I think he's better. But I would need next year to come. And then there's also no extension issue. There's no nothing. You actually save the team you're trading some money um, in the long term. So I wouldn't trade them this year. Period. That is the reason why I would choose to go this year because it would add a little more value having two years left on his contract. You wouldn't have to pay him right away. You could take your time to do the contract with him. Now, you did raise a good point about the pick. But it's going to be more money is what I'm saying. If you go another year, it means more money. Or he gets, you know, knock on wood, some sort of injury where now he's not uh, that worth as much as as he would be uh, this offseason. But um, you did raise a good point, I wanted to say, because you don't know who has the pick. Um, and you can accumulate a bunch of picks, but that doesn't mean you're going to, these guys are going to trade with you if they get the number one pick. You know, it's like, okay. So it is a little bit of a shot a in the dark. Um, Anybody needs a quarterback, they're just going to take them. Right. And everybody's going to be sitting on Caleb. I understand that. So it's going to be a heavy price to pay. And he will most likely, barring injury, be the number one pick. And, you but know, there's other quarterbacks. Yeah. Other, but that's another thing. If we're going to say Jeff would throw that. Williams yeah, could would, get hurt. Sure. So if Jefferson can get hurt, Williams can get hurt. Let you know, me so. say this. The only reason I would consider trading Jefferson for this scenario would be for a guaranteed shot, which you won't get a guarantee of Caleb Williams. You'll get a shot, but you won't get the guarantee. So that is that is a bit of a caveat as well as saying that, you know, you're it's trading you're trading a sure idea. thing for a shot. At another sure thing, and so. Well, we don't you know, know if it's a sure thing yet. We gotta yeah. get him in the league first. It's true. We assume. Uh, close as close as I've seen in a long time to what could be a sure thing. Right, but neither of us are good at, you know, quarterback to <laughs> calling for quarterbacks. That if we have a bad track record, both of us actually. But it, he does seem like a can't And I just I've think seen you know so many of his games. Chris, let's say he is a viable NFL quarterback, a franchise quarterback, right? That, to me, is worth more than the best wide receiver in the league. No, and that's fair. That's totally fair. That's 100%. And that, no one could really debate that. Um, I mean, with a good call, you know, and not get thrown out of court, you know. Um, the, the case got dismissed before it went to trial. Uh, yeah, you're right. It just, like I said, there's just going to be so many people there, and if they – if anybody needs a quarterback, they're going to take him. It just, it just seems like they have so much leverage. But not even just for him, there is some good-ass quarterbacks next year, too, and the year after. So that's why I'm comfortable with this stuff for this year and especially next year and the year after. Um, and speaking of, this is a good place to go right to uh, Captain Kirk, um, Kirk Cousins, he's a God-fearing individual. Okay, I'll stop. Um, so, and this is where it got funny to me, because I've always had an issue with the media. Of, I wish they'd just list the reasons why they don't like Kirk Cousins, instead of coming up with all this other bullshit that adds layers to it that's just nonsense. And so that's always I had a problem with that, you know. This year, this last year, um, you know, some stats were a little down, you know, but, you know, his stats were always used against him. You could, he could never be a top 10 quarterback, even 10th, because of my eye test. It has, he has, he's not a winner, and he doesn't come back in games, right? And then he does that, and then you have Mackey throwing stats back at someone. You're like, well, hold on. You said his 
stats didn't matter, just one stat, win. Two stats, sorry. Win-loss, and what do you do in the fourth quarter? That's what we've been told the whole fucking time since he's been here, and then he goes the fuck off, right, to the tune of a record, and then he's still not the 10th best quarterback that year, last year, 2022. I don't really know anybody that – maybe that one dude, Joey, he puts in the top five, but I rarely – I don't really hear a top five for Kirk ever besides a complete fanboy, right? But in the media, I'd never hear it. And, you know, because he's not. He's not. That's why. But it's always been a funky problem. And here's an example of what I have. It's just a prime example except, like like I said, 72 hours, 96 hours later. So Mackie and others, not just him. I don't want to just, you know, say him. But they started getting on this 2024 dude. Holy shit, they're, they're cutting. This is what I said they had to do, so they're cutting. And look at how much money we have. And he starts talking about the big move is 2024. Well, we don't even know if we're going to have a quarterback, the new quarterback on our team. If, he, if we have him, maybe he wouldn't be ready to lead, and we're going to spend all this goddamn money in free agency next year. In a rebuild? <laughs> like, it just doesn't even line up anyway. But he's like, oh, we, we're doing this, we're doing this, and everything's good, and this is what I've been saying. And he even trademarked it, 2024 TM, and then slapped in the face. Um, Cousins does a cap conversion, and there's $28.5 million dead money next year uh, voided. The void money, they bumped it up. Um and it's just hilarious. Now, I get why they do that for a number of reasons. One is because they had the fucking cap number there already. Even with that number, and like I said, right now Harry's money hasn't come through. Zedarius is the next year's cap number is 21 mil. We don't know if that's going to be there. That could be a lot less. But right now there's still $70 million, right? There's still $70 million for next year. It was just a little over 100 not long ago. But you tweak some things, you move some things, you sign some players, it's going to adjust. It's not going to stay at this number either. But it was just so funny how all of a sudden the big move is 2024. They're freeing up cap, bro. It's coming. And then they fucking put Cousins all his shit in one year on the cap. And it's fucking hilarious how that – it was like a microcosm of him in the media. And this is exact example why – just say the, the reasons why you don't like Kirk to move the fuck and I'd be a lot happier with that because that's cool. That's fair. You, you know, there's a counterpoint. There's a point. But what they did here was it does – with that kind of money, Aaron, it does open the door for an extension potentially. It also, to me, makes it seem like they are the, – the, the, the percentage is higher than I thought that they draft someone this year, okay? That's just my opinion. And – you know, it's like, all right, well, if you do draft someone, or even if you draft someone next year and you could bring in Mullins and keep Mullins or bring in a bridge quarterback, whatever, then it's a clean state, voided year, done deal, we're moving on in the future. In the future, the next year, dun, 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 right now, estimated $180 million. Now, let's, let's cut some of that off. Let's put it to even $110 million. The Bears just had started with $100 million this year. So, and then, like I said, you go the next year, and literally, we have $20 million uh, of cap liabilities. It literally says $288 million. So, we're not in cap hell. you got to do something with the cap. They chose to do this. What's this tell you about it? Because I, I don't think it's Quasi's issue. 
I think that they should have extended him multi years a while ago, and then we probably could have traded him. Uh, we could we could be sitting there with a possible trade if we got a quarterback, and we'd be in a better scenario there as far as okay, we got our young guy, let's go, let's give him a year a year you know to, to learn and then go, um, which is what a lot of people wanted to do. Um, so I, it opens the door. I get it, but. Um, I'm not going to get too hard on Quasi because the damage is done a while back where they should have extended and not done these little one-year things. And a lot of people, oh, Kirk has it. Well, dude, if you keep doing one year, dude, you see, that's not how you do the players. That's just, especially the ones that are producing. And whatever people think of him, he is producing. That's correct. Look, it, you're right about the options here, but that's what they don't want to look at and they be in – Judd and, and Mackey, because they've built this narrative. They've manufactured this narrative for three to four years, right? About Cousins is not going to ever get a Super Bowl. Cousins is this, Cousins is that. He can't do this, and then he does it. And then they switch the, they move the goalposts around because whatever it is they don't like about Cousins, which I'm sure everybody has their own uh, things they like and dislike about Kirk Cousins, but to say he's not a top half of the league quarterback is is ridiculous. And I don't think they say that, but I just don't think their point is that he's not going to get them to uh, their beloved Super Bowl, which is their goal on their show. Nonetheless, um, they've created this narrative. And now, like you said, oh, we're going to have all this cap room. That means Cousins is gone. And then that would have went along with their narrative. And then all of a sudden they move the money back. And that opens up the option, which they don't, for some reason, don't want to talk about the fact that like, Kirk balls out next year or has a similar season win-wise to what they did last year, which is pretty difficult with, I think, maybe, unless they really retool this roster in a way that is amazing to be able to win 13 games next year would be nothing short of miraculous. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, you win 11 and be a better team. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I get frustrated with them as well because they just keep beating the same drum. It's like, why do you want, you know, look, until you have a replacement, a rookie, you know, cause I'm down for, Hey, give me a rookie quarterback, uh, who's playing not lights reach, out. Right. Not a reach. No. Yeah. Not a reach, but a, a guy who's playing lights out on a, on a rookie scale contract. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what everybody wants. That's the right. golden ticket. And, you know, of course you want that, but, and you have to take shots at it. I understand that. And, and that's something that, you know, another Spielman criticism is that. That is he, the biggest criticism. He dude. shied that the fuck off of drafting hey, quarterbacks, man. That shit up, yeah. dude. T Jack move like, up. Hey, fucking, hey. Uh, and then the Wolves ponder, made him draft a quarterback. <laughs> ponder. Oh, my God. And then the Wolves, the Wolves <laughs> made him draft a quarterback, and he takes Kellen Mond, and we'll see how that worked out um, but he wouldn't take it the so first glad round. you brought that up yeah i'm so glad you brought that because we totally missed it that's that's the number one thing that he couldn't do it's job killers right there drafting quarterbacks everybody you know, <laughs> but you have to take those shots if you tend to get yeah, a quarterback and sure. you even brought up earlier about the, the quarterback carousel that had gone on throughout the league or throughout this team for uh god damn man 25 30 years of just you know fucking jeff george to Warren Moon to Brett Favre and just filling that hole every freaking year with some 
you know, <laughs> the equivalent of Aaron Rodgers at this point. Um, and, and even less. Gus Farrakh, you know, man. I think Gus we're going to be pretty solid with Gus Farrakh, Matt bro. Castle. I, I mean, we can go. We can go. Matt Castle. We can go down. One knee Bradford. We're going to be good. One knee Bradford. So at some point, you know, in this franchise's history, you know, you have to fix that. And obviously I think that's probably what Kwesi and Kevin are doing. Now, I, I don't really know. I mean, this year's crop, is it worth, you know, trying to swing all the way up and grab one of the top three? Because I think the Richardson kid is, is not – that's a pie in the sky there. We're going to have to run that guy. We're gonna yeah, have to a, run. a lot more. Um <laughs> So you get Stroud, get Young, get uh, – I don't even like the Levis kid that much. I think it's Stroud and Young. You want to get yeah, one I of agree. those guys? I think it's um, those two. Then go ahead. I'm down with it, you know, but uh, I just don't see him swinging that. If they do, I'll be freaking shocked and, and really happy because I think you have a chance to get the rookie-scale quarterback golden ticket on that. But um, it's nonetheless – easier than the next year, right? He's going to be – they're going to be a lot less value in a sense, you know. Well, not, yeah. not really, though, because, oh, boy, they just made a – they just already made a – they have a first round. They have a first pick already got traded. And so I think to swing it back around, I think that's what they're uh, – they being Mackey and Judd and those guys are, are trying to inch towards. But, you know, like you said, that's yeah, – until you, until you draft the kid, he comes in, he goes through training camp, he goes through five games of the season, and he's 300 yards, three touchdowns on a regular basis. You don't have the thing that you wanted. And that's the thing. Now I'm saying, I'm not saying don't take shots at it, but I'm just saying, you know, you have to, until then, I, I think I'm all right with the Kirk Cousins. And, you know, until then, until we can find something that's more, you know, I guess. Cause that's how all those teams that he brings up did it. <laughs> they all had start. Yeah. Most of them were in the playoffs, actually, you know, yeah. people I mean, even brought up Hurts and it's like, well, they had that bad season. They had, Hertz was on the team during that bad season, dummies. Yep. You know, yep. he played the last five games of that year. And they, you know, when even Andy Reid went up to get Mahomes, he kept right. Alex With a starter Smith. in the playoffs. Yep. yep. So it's like, okay, so let's say you move up this year and you're thinking this is going to be this kid's redshirt year. Fine. If you if you get Stroud or Young, but don't sell me anything other than Stroud and Young, <laughs> you know, because I don't. Cincinnati did the yeah. same thing. Yep. They had a starter. They fucking you said, to. you know what? I like this fucking kid. Let's do it. So, I mean, long story short, yeah, I mean, my rant about them is to stop manufacturing narratives that suit whatever it is that you you hope to uh, achieve, or and just come out like you said, come out and say, look, this is what we think about cousins, and I think they this have, but oh, I just don't right. think that they and keep it right there, though. You know? Yeah, keep yeah. it right there. Don't add this narratives around it. That's the problem I have. And hey. They're fucking. They they got as high as ninth in the NFL podcast world, so it's working. I get it, but it's just like, but and that's what we're dealing with. And it's not to just say them because that's what sells today. So I understand why they're doing it. They're talented. There are a variety of good things that we've said about them, but they're bullshit on this. And they got caught in a ninety-six hour trap on this one with the two thousand two four our big move. Yeah, and also, you know, then the other channel that we can talk about is these the the, the flagship channel is yeah, the you know, Homer is it's yeah, it's just so ridiculously like uh, I mean, some players can do no wrong and they're the greatest ever, and it's like right. okay, man, 
there's got to be something else. And I think that's what you get with those two. And so I really think, you know, take a objective view here and just go, you know, I think overall this whole free agency period, we kind of were wondering what the hell was going on last year, Chris, because it was like, seemed like a lot of the same and even the draft sort of seemed like the same. And you didn't really know what direction Quasi and Kevin, but I think they were under some orders to, you know, try to get what they could out of this and, and blah, blah, blah. We obviously we can speculate about that because nobody knows, but it's, a, well, it's now, appearing yeah, that pick 13 wins. So, right. You know. We can't so backtrack now and be like, oh, what the hell? You know, the, the competitive rebuild that one year did work because we're not fucked. We're not fucked on the cap, you know? Yeah, and I think it takes a lot of balls to take a 13-win team and go, you know what? It, yes. We were kind of frauds. You know, know, we can't just turn off the video game and be like, oh, oh franchise build tomorrow. No, they, that's not how it works in the real world. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's yeah. – you got to if you're going to put the GM cap on, you got to put it all the way on. Yeah. And 13 wins you and I both kind of throughout the season were like, uh yeah, we won another one, but I don't know how the hell we did that. So uh, it's <laughs> not like, you know, we were out there nobody had amazing faith in the 13 wins. You can try to fool yourself and, and say that you did, but I think well, we were all after Buffalo. Like, after Buffalo, that was, that's different. After that game a lot of people started believing, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, oh, 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 oh we're back to 2020 defense. We're fucked. Yeah, and so um, I think it takes a lot of guts to, to, I won't say dismantle, but to to make the moves that they've made so far. Um, obviously we're looking for, uh, I think maybe like a, a starter in here, but maybe we're gonna have to wait a long time or never to get like some sort of starter and free agency. There is still some money to play with, but maybe they're just trying to build depth, which this team sorely needs. And I'm fine with that too. And if you want to try to draft or, or do what you can, but you know, getting the capital for the draft is, I mean, the first round, it it just really leaves you no, no alternative, Chris, but to trade back and try to get picks. I think unless somebody's there staring you in the face, that's like, you know, and I really don't see anybody in that first round that's like, okay, you if you get if this guy gets there, you gotta take him, you know. Um, so I really think that's where we're headed, and just try to build the roster again, and and try to refine it, and, and I guess that's what a GM's supposed to do. And you know, I just it's gonna be, you know, if you yeah, and if we have we, a bad year next year, well, we'll have higher draft. Or if Kendricks has a great year out in San Diego, or. Or uh, anybody else we let go, you know, crazy, stupid, and just, uh, just, right. uh, just oh, yeah. broke up a team for nothing. And, just you like know. the pati- the Patino knee jerk stuff, and then they didn't even make the tournament. You know, yeah, but which which is gonna come? You know, it's 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 oh, inevitable. It's Put it in the mail; it'll be there yeah. first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Any other last words? We are at a buck ten right now, so we should shut this puppy on down. This is been a good uh, yeah, I mean, looking forward to the draft. I, I hope we find something to get some capital. Um, and, you know, Nat's not trading away uh, a lot of guys that we like. We talked about the Cook and the, the Hunter and, and Zadarius and all that. Just try to get something, whatever you can for Zadarius. Try to get something from Cook if you plan on moving for him. And, and I think we'll be all right. We've got the Tyson Chandler kid that can come and do the two-back thing. Although, you know, I think Cook is better than both Madison and Chandler at this point. So. Yeah, you know, if you can hang on to that, that'd be nice. And other than that, you know, obviously, 
Uh, follow the podcast, Living in Loserville, and the Purple People Leaders podcast. Probably won't be back until we do our little pre-draft show, or sometimes we just do an after-draft show. So you have to stay tuned for yeah, that. For follow, stuff, yeah. Yep. Follow well, Rope and, Dope. If you do the the pre-draft stuff, you know we can. We'll make sure to call out. It's on us on the on the Springer channel. So we got to make sure we let people know that too. But yeah, I mean it. The end of free agency, it is officially draft season, so I probably will do mock draft. Follow uh, the podcast on Rope Dope Radio on Living in Loserville page, Spricker. And uh, obviously you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. And we'll be back Monday talking T-Wolves basketball. Peace.